All right, hey everybody, welcome back to D-Pod. Hey, so we're starting up a new series. Um, so right now I'm calling it Basics, coming back to the basics. So uh, what we want to talk about here in this series is sort of um, spiritual disciplines, things that are basic to living out Christian life, uh, how like the fundamental building blocks of building up your Christian faith and, and walking with Jesus. And so uh, we have a couple of topics in mind. So today's is going to be the Word of God. The Word of God, our relationship with the Word of God, um, how we take it in, our knowledge of it, as well as how we live it out. So today I have with me Ben and Amy Liu, and I have Nicholas as well. So welcome to the studio, everybody. Hello. Hello. Welcome Hi. back. All of you have been here at least once. And uh, yeah, so welcome back. All right. So today, um, yeah, we're going to talk about this topic, all right, Word of God. And you have been specially selected because you are... Oh. Our word of God experts. <laughs> nice. <laughs> not sure how I feel about that. <laughs> Definitely not an expert. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, you are practitioners in the in the sense that uh, you know you've been uh, living our Christian life and you've been trying to wrestle with God's word for however many years you've been Christian, right? So, um, yeah, none of us are experts in how to do this, but um, yeah, I just thought that kind of talking about it together, maybe we can draw some insights that are helpful for people. So, um, so let's just start with like. What are we talking about? Okay, what, like, what do we mean by word of God? Like, what, what, what comes to mind for you guys? Like, in terms of this topic, like, what, what do you think we should talk about? I think for me, uh, when I think about word of God, um, I think about um, multiple things. Um, I think about, well, first, first, let me backtrack a little bit. I think for me, word of God and intaking the word of God um, was not the most natural or easy thing. And I think growing up, uh, I thought I had a good handle of the word of God only to find out that, oh, actually I misunderstand it in a lot of ways, or I just don't know a lot of it. And I actually have to try really hard to um, get deeper and deeper uh, into it. And not only just get deeper into it, but also to apply it. And I think often that last part is often the hardest part for mm. me. Yeah, that's interesting. So like, because I, I, I think for a lot of us, uh, maybe uh, those of us at least who grew up in church, um, we maybe come into college, because I guess right now we're talking sort of about our college years. Um, like we come into college and maybe we feel like we have a pretty good grasp of the word of God because we've been hearing messages all our life or something. <laughs> and then we, and then I think Ben had the experience, I had this experience where you realize, wait, I really don't know like anything in God's word. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Right. And so then, yeah. So I think a lot of us had that kind of experience. Um, what, anything else come to mind for you guys? Like just the t topic in general. I know that's a very vague question, but what comes to mind for you? Word of God. Yeah. When I'm thinking of the word of God, like, I mean, I was non-Christian. So when I heard the word of God, I'm like, what do they mean by word of God? But I think just simply, it's just the Bible itself. Um, like it's in a book inspired by God himself. And so when they say the word of God, it's like God speaking through his word in the Bible to us. And so that's how I like interpreted the word of God at the very least. And then that's how he like addresses us. It's kind of like a conversation that our creator is having with us. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sometimes we use the acronym WOG. It's like, I use it so much that I, I don't think about how people might think people who don't know, like, don't know, like what's WOG? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but word of God, well, yeah, we just, most of the time we mean scripture, right? Because that's how God speaks to us. So, or we mean the Bible. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, I was just going to, I mean, along the same lines, um, I was just going to say, like, I think of prayer as us talking to God, but like like any relationship, it needs to be a two-way street. So if you talk to God, God also needs to talk to you. And oftentimes I find him actually talking to me through the Bible, which sounds kind of weird because it's like already pre-written like so many years ago. Like, how can he possibly talk to you What and what you're experiencing in the moment? But I actually have experienced him like reading his word at a very like timely manner and it addressing me exactly what I'm going through at that time. Yeah. Yeah. And I've heard a lot of, you know, a lot of Christians, they, they say things like, oh, God spoke to me. And I think like in a super majority of cases, what they really mean is actually that something in the word of God addressed them. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and, but it's sort of a, this kind of Christian lingo that's sort of become normal. But then when someone just hears that, they think that like, you're hearing audible voices inside of your head or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that does happen, right? I'm I'm not discounting that, but I think in the super majority of the time, it's, it's really just, man, God's word really hit me. Like the scriptures really hit me hard, you know, about something in my life. So, um, all right. So, Hey, let's just start with like, could you just give us a picture of like, what was your competency with the word of God? Okay. It's getting a little vulnerable really fast. All right. But like, like, what was your level of competency with the Word of God coming to college? Maybe, Nicholas, maybe why don't you start us off? Yeah, I could start with the lowest bar. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, as I was mentioning earlier, um, yeah, I came into college, um, non-Christian. So what I knew about the Bible was just the first book, which was Genesis, but not even the fir- like entire book, just like the first chapter where God created the world. And that actually prevented me from actually exploring Christianity because I totally thought, that like this was a fairy tale and I didn't want to read any of it. So that was my like competency in terms of like what I knew about the Bible. And if you don't know how many like how thick the Bible is, the Bible's pretty thick. So like one chapter of that whole entire Bible is probably like one page of like a thousand pages. So yeah, I didn't know that much at all. Mm. So 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 that's all you you had actually read that first page? Is is that what it is? Yeah, okay. it was in the kid Bible that was on my like bookshelf. Oh interesting. Yeah. Okay. So in terms of your actual exposure to the words of scripture though, it was just that one one chapter basically. Yeah, yeah. I, I have this memory of you and um Christmas. Do you, do you remember that? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a moment where like I, I was like, oh man, like Jesus for a second, I thought he was like on par with Santa Claus. Um, and I actually didn't know like what Christmas was about because to me, Christmas was like, oh, you, you get all your gifts and then you like celebrate with family, you eat some, uh, well, in my case, it was like hot pot, but <laughs> in the traditional American home, it's probably totally different. But uh, yeah, you, you celebrate with like a Christmas tree, but then on the actual like Christmas message that we do as a church, I learned that actually it was celebrating the birth of Jesus himself. And I was like, whoa, that's like totally like far off from what I learned like when I was growing up. So then that to me was just really shocking mm. um, to learn. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Nicholas is kind of level exposure, you know, makes sense, though, because you weren't you weren't Christian and you weren't church. So, yeah. OK. Yeah. How about others? Yeah, I I think I it's interesting and DP alluded to it earlier. But um, yeah, so I grew up thinking I had pretty good competency. Um, I grew up in uh, Awana, which was like a kids group, uh, like learn verses like John three sixteen, even like won this Bible memorization quiz. Hey, so me coming, too. Oh, yeah, <laughs> really? So I was like, oh, I think I'm pretty pretty knowledgeable about God's word. And then um, then I come into college, come to our church, 
hear these messages and I'm like, wow, I've never heard God's word being preached like this. I never heard these points. And um, I, I think uh, shortly after that, um, I actually took a Bible quiz and um, uh, I think we, we were, it, it was similar to the Bible diagnostic quiz that we recently took during our spring retreat, but we had to trade papers and my partner was Stefan, who grew up uh, in GP. And uh, as, I, as we were grading, I, I saw him grading me and everything I was writing was wrong and I knew it. But then Stefan was like doing really well and I was feeling like <laughs> all these, this envy. And then uh, I pretended to like mark some things wrong just for like random reasons. Oh, and then oh, Stefan got mad at me. He was like, hey, you can't do that. <laughs> so you were just like being like picky about like yeah, the answers yeah. or something. You didn't capitalize this name or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's but funny. I think that was a uh, opening or eye opening experience for me to see like, wow, I actually don't have as much domain knowledge of the Bible as I thought I did. I thought like I pretty much knew the gist, but there's so much more for me to learn. And instead of feeling like discouraging, um, which it did feel, I think it also felt like to me like a, a, a way to uh, inspire me to help grow mm. and try to learn more. Yeah. I think for me, um, I feel really embarrassed because I, came, I became Christian like after freshman year in high school and I was a part of our like youth group in Grace Point called Element. But then even though I went to college, I didn't really know much about the Bible. Like, especially I'm so bad with like verse, like references. Like mm. you were asked me like, oh, the Great Commission, like our whole church is like based off of the Great Commission. I'm like, no idea where it is. <laughs> By the way, it's Matthew um, 28. But, um, but yeah, and then, but then I felt like, oh, I feel like I kind of knew like the gospels. At least I knew the events around Jesus. But if you were asking me something about the New Testament, like I'd be like, yeah, Ezekiel. Um, I've heard <laughs> of that b name before. Um, like Isaiah, like it's really long and apparently it's really good, but I don't really know what the mm. content is or the background. So that was kind of where I was at. Mm. Yeah. So you meant Old Testament, right? Because earlier you said New Testament, but oh, I said yeah. I kind of know the New Testament, oh, but I, I don't see. know anything about the oh, Old, the, Testament. The Old yeah. Testament. Got it, got yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, and then yeah, that makes sense. Um, so yeah, maybe we can talk about like, okay, so like why why is this even important? Like, why why is it important that Christians know the Word of God? Um, like you know, like Bible diagnostic quiz, like what? Why do we do that? Like, you know, is it just to like make make people feel bad or something? Like, what? <laughs> no, like it's like okay. So why? But why is that something we should pursue? Like, I, I think maybe we can kind of take that for granted. But if we were to try to put that into words, like, uh, how how do we describe that? So kind of both the um, and and think I'm thinking of two aspects here, like both the knowledge of God's word, right? So so kind of knowing scripture, like you read you read a um. A sentence and you're like oh that's actually from the Bible right like the ability to kind of know what the Bible's saying and then there's this other aspect of it which is sort of um, the the regular intake of God's Word right like not just in your head but there's kind of a fresh taking in of God's Word that we do on a daily basis like at our church you know that's through daily devotions we call it DT um, but like w why are those things important how would you guys say that 
Well, I think for why the knowledge of the word of God is important is because like, um, just if you don't know the word of God, then you can't even like, like you don't like, how are you supposed to like live out like the life of a calling of a Christian? Like, how do you know what sin is and what sin is not? And in Psalm um, 119, 11 says like stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Like first, before you can even like prevent yourself from sinning against God, you need to at least know God's word. So, um, yeah. And then I think the second part about like active intake of God's word, um, I would say like, because like the word of God, it has a way of speaking to you um, that it's unlike any other text. And I think the best way to say it is Hebrews 4.12, like for the word of God is living active, sharper than any two edged sword. And like, it has a chance to really remind you again, who you are, which is like you face with your sinfulness and you, you remember that you're at the mercy of God and it makes you grateful once again for the cross. And that's how the gospel is actually gonna stay fresh um, in your heart so that you're not just running off of like whatever steam that you had built up or like some sort of spiritual high that you're coming off of. Hmm. Yeah, I, I guess going off of that, um, I guess the, why is the knowledge of the word of God important? Um, I think it, the way I think of it is like, if you have a solution manual for a book, um, like you're, you're trying to do um, like, I don't know, physics problems. And then like you have a solution manual, uh, you kind of want to like, fact check and then like check the answers and then like try to get the answers and and know what you're trying to do um in the same way like the bible's like that where god he gives us like the answers to various like questions about life that are super important like um what we what were we created for um what's the purpose of man Uh, why did god create us like all these questions that ultimately like um if you don't look into the bible then like you're going to try to have to find it elsewhere. And um, yeah, when the creator himself gives you the answers, like why not l- check it out at the very least? And um, you know, when I think of it that way, like, yeah, that's kind of amazing to think that like something that is like outside of creation itself, something that, um, yeah, outside the universe, space, time, like all of this all powerful boils down his like wisdom into this book, then that's pretty amazing to just even have access to such a thing. Um, and we kind of see how there's like all these gems of wisdom within the Bible itself. Um, and yeah, it's important to always like uh, regularly take it in because I think like as we were going through Deuteronomy for our um, DTs just this past quarter, um, Moses is like constantly talking about like, remember, like remember this, remember that. Like it's because we're just forgetful people. Um, and I think, yeah, my, I myself like see myself forgetting a lot of times of like the God, uh, the promises that God has for me, uh, the different ways that he wants uh, me to grow. And then, yeah, I need those constant reminders. Otherwise I'm going to forget. Uh, that's why like our parents constantly also <laughs> remind us, like, let's say like put away your shoes or something like that. Like in some way, like God is trying to remind us of who we are. Like we're children of God. We're supposed to live a certain way. Uh, and so that is why it's important to regularly intake it. Otherwise, uh, if we don't take intake it, where else are we going to get our source of knowledge and truth? It's going to come from the world and that's not how we're supposed to live. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I was just thinking about like that knowledge, why it's important. It's also because when you read, um, the whole Bible, you can understand the gospel in a much deeper way. 
Like the gospel is so easy that you can explain it to a ch- child who's like five years old. Um, but understanding the whole biblical story from the patriarchs uh, to the exodus, the exile, and to see God's mercy um, kind of balanced with his wrath and to see the Israelites rebellion um, and how, how that dynamic works and seeing how all of that really points to Jesus and being able to recognize that the Israelite story is also my own story of me rebelling against God, yet God still being patient with me, constantly beckoning me to return to him and giving me a second chance and ultimately dying on the cross for me. That's not something you can really understand until you have read the book uh, from cover to cover. And uh, I think for me, just the more I have like domain knowledge of the Bible, the more richer the story of the gospel becomes. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, kind of just trying to tie up what you, you're all sharing. Uh, like, you know, the word of God has, um, it, ha- it has the power to save us, right? It has the knowledge to save us, right? So, you know, kind of part of what Ben's saying is that there's, the gospel is is throughout, right? It's not just John three sixteen. it's throughout the scripture. Right. And then as, as you read the scripture, it, you, you discover how you can become saved. Right. But then once you're saved, the word of God gives you the wisdom to then live that out. Right. It's sort of the a physics answer book kind of metaphor that Nicholas used. Right. Like th- th- there's a certain way in which like God wants us to live. And through God's word, I was, I was thinking about Second Timothy 316, where it says that um, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, right? And it says that it's, um, uh, other translations say that it's sufficient um, for these things. And so, like, the Word of God is all we need in order to actually live that out, right? And and um, like Amy was saying, like, and then he, like, addresses us specifically through the Word of God, through various things that we're going through. So, um, so it's important, right? It's important. Okay, so I think we all agree with that. But, like, then why is it so hard? <laughs> okay, so can we talk about that a little bit? Because I think we all intellectually agree that the Word of God is so, so important to living out living out Christian life. And yet we have a hard time, like, with God's Word, like, um, maybe studying it or getting into it regularly, right? So can, can you speak to some of the difficulties that you experienced, maybe particularly in that college period, um, you know, as it's relevant for our listeners? But... Um, yeah, whether it's like the daily devotion part or just kind of trying to learn it, like what's what's hard about it? Yeah, I think for me, um, uh, it was it was two things. Uh, one, I really really needed accountability because I really could not wake up in the mornings to uh, read the Bible, and uh, I I don't know. In college, I was kind of this foolish person who thought I could like sleep at three a.m. and wake up at seven a.m. And uh, that was just not going to happen. (laughs) Hmm. Um, uh, But it was also this. The second thing I thought about um, that made it hard was just um, just all the distractions I had. Um, And it was like, um, yeah, just me me filling up all the free time I had with like um, just watching media or being sports and um, the rest of the time being filled up, feeling anxious about school and uh, there being like no space 
um, basically, essentially, uh, for God's word to uh, really be there. So uh, I think um, the way that kind of like resolved itself was me first like realizing like, oh, I, I actually am not a superhuman. I need to like, it, it could just be as simple as like sleeping early mm. uh, so that I can have this space and, and accountability uh, to wake up with other guys to read the Bible. And um, it could also be something as simple as like, just simply like cutting off distractions and leaving out this one hour um, to spend this time to read the Bible. Now, could I, could I press you on that a little bit? Because a part of what I'm hearing, or at least the assumption behind what you're saying is that this daily time of hearing from God needs to happen in the morning. Like, like you know, like you mentioned, getting up at 7 a.m. So, like, is that is that is that necessary? Like, wh- wh- why is that important for you? Or kind of where did you get that from? Yeah, I don't think it's essential for it to be the morning. I, um, but... There, there are a lot of good reasons for it being in the morning. And the biggest one I would say is this. It's, it's just that that morning time is the only time when you're not frantic and your mind's not like filled with a lot of activity. And pretty much after like um, once you start your day, like your mind is thinking about like a hundred different things. And like trying to, for I, I don't know, for others, but for me personally, trying to read the Bible in that time um, just feels like it just feels hard to kind of like like context switch and to get my mind to like just focus on this one thing because I'm like thinking about homework. I'm thinking about like oh this meeting I have with my friends or uh, this and that mm. chore I have to do. So, okay. so you're saying that like it, it, that's when your RPMs are still kind of low and. You know, you haven't gone like to school yet and like you're like have all these assignments that you're stressed out about and stuff right. like that. Right. And so, yeah, um, I, I think uh, and feel free to jump in on, on this if you have p- opinions, um, the others. But um, the other thought that came to me for the morning, because, yeah, I agree with you. that It doesn't have to be in the morning, um, but there, the morning devotion time, like the morning reading of scripture for your personal kind of walk with Jesus has been a discipline that I think people have held for hundreds hundreds of years, thousands of years. I mean, cause there's something about waking up, right? There, God's mercies are new every morning and you receive it in the morning and you, and you, you consecrate the rest of that day. Right. Cause, cause we talk about how repentance needs to be daily. We need to right. decide that day. I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm going to prioritize Jesus. I'm going to make him Lord. And there's something about starting the day with that. And so I think for me, there's that kind of symbolic gesture as well that I'm going to, I'm going to give the first thing in the, uh, of my time, like before I get to anything else, I'm going to give it to you, Lord. And so that's one way that I've processed that over the years. So, yeah. But yeah. How about uh, others? Um, like what, what do you find hard about, or what did you find hard about this, this whole topic as an undergrad? Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, yeah. So for me, I was just particularly stressed with school. Um, and so even though the word of God was important it, to me, it wasn't as urgent uh, and the things that were more urgent to me at that present moment were like my projects that were due, my like exams that I needed to study for, just like um, all this homework that I needed to complete. Like that, in, in essence, took up a lot of men- mental bandwidth away from trying to read God's word. Uh, and so that was one of the barriers at the very least that made it very difficult. And another thing, as Ben was mentioning, it's like, yeah, it's the distractions, I think. It's definitely, uh, it, it feels more fun to watch a video 
um, like of like I don't know a, a splitting kitten or something. Splitting kids. <laughs> then uh, maybe like read through the book of numbers and like <laughs> going going through that. But I think as you like kind of experienced already, like when you watch a lot of videos, at a certain point you feel drained. But when you read the Bible, it's not like that, and you you wouldn't know unless you actually tried something like that. But uh, yeah, for me, like yeah, the hardest part was just having these distractions constantly with me. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, learning to kind of like remove those distractions as DP was mentioning, like in the morning, like when we consecrate that morning, um, I think that's an opportunity to like start off the day without those distractions and, and focus on the word, um, with a clear mind. Mm. Um, I think for me, I mean, I definitely echo all of that. I was, um, it was hard for me to prioritize it at first, but once I prioritize it, I think, I have a tendency to just go through the motions of quote unquote doing DT, but really not being blessed Mm. from it. Um, Like my heart wasn't engaged in the text and I would have this reoccurring feeling of like, oh my gosh, like I'm on a time crunch, so I'm just going to read it and I'm going to like try to get some few good points out of it. But then it's like, I'm really not blessed. I I don't, my my mind is drawing a blank. Like Mm. I, I really am not like actually accomplishing the goal of DT, but I wanted to be able to say that, like report back to all my friends and my leaders that yes, I did my DT today. Mm. Um, So I think like actually one way that really helped me with that was like, um, we had the opportunity as juniors and seniors to like lead DT times with like freshmen and sophomores. And um, the way that that worked, it was like, you just had like, um, like you had a time slot and then whoever shows up to that time slot and location, you'll just kind of like guide them um, and help them with their DT time. And I knew that I couldn't like go into that time being like, yeah, I have no idea. Like what you guys think? <laughs> like that wouldn't be a good like example to younger ones. So I would actually try really hard to read like commentaries, like study the text beforehand. And like even when I'm there and doing it again, um, actually new things would pop up to me. And that was actually one way that forced me to like take it more seriously and treating it like as if I treated it my homework. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, that temptation to make it into just a thing that you have to do is so strong. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, yeah. yeah. So do you guys have other ways in which you've, you've tried to battle that? Um, cause, cause I, I mean, I can, I feel that, right. I, I feel that like, you know, you know, anytime I'm doing DT with a group of people, like, you know, I, right now I'm in the position where I have to lead that group. And so then, there's there's this incessant pressure to like have something to say right which which is dangerous because then i might be reading god's word in order to say something instead of reading god's word to hear what god has to say to me and um and so that's something i have to be constantly mindful of and and so one of the ways in which i i handle that also is is to um because there are times where you know i i read the text and i'm like man i don't I'm not like feeling anything. Or I'm not getting anything out of this right now. I, I'm, I'm learning things, right? But learning things intellectually is different from like, oh man, feeling addressed by something. And, and so then sometimes I'll just read other scripture, right? And like, because the devotion, I, you know, our, our church goes through like a standard devotion text and that's helpful in a lot of ways because we get to be synced up and, you know, we get to share together about what, how God's speaking to us and things like that. But then sometimes like I'll just read something else, right? And, and then kind of, one of the techniques I've heard that has helped me over the years is sort of read until something like a verse hits you and just stop there and then just meditate on that verse. Right. So it's not like it's a very different approach from like, oh, I'm going to read five chapters a day so that I can read the whole Bible in a year or something like that. It's sort of mm-hmm. you just read and then and then, wow, there's a phrase there that's interesting. 
And then you just stop there and you just keep meditating on that phrase. Right. So I've, that's something I've done um, where when I feel like, man, I'm not being addressed right now. Right. So anyways, I don't know if you guys have other techniques that you've used. Yeah. I, for me, I think one of the things I do when things are feeling a little dry is like I just like lift up a small prayer to God. Like, God, just uh, mm. would you like just speak to me today? And uh, I'll, I'll even like write out a prayer to God, um, just a personal prayer based on like some verses that I, I read that day yeah. and then in, instead of just like trying to get domain knowledge out of that try to use that as inspiration and try to make it personal to God in some kind of way and sometimes that helps me get out emotions in the way that uh, just writing out a, a reflection wouldn't so that's me that's a, just a short tip that I have mm-hmm. yeah that's good I, I really I really like that actually I think th- there's something about praying that prayer that could change your posture as well Right, because maybe our posture before God's word is not not right or you know ready to receive. So, yeah, when I'm like, I know absolutely nothing. What <laughs> like this text isn't hitting anything. Uh, sometimes, and then like it's time to share and things like that. Like, um, what I do is I try to intently listen to other people's sharings and try to allow that to also address me as well. Mm. Uh, and oftentimes, when someone feels blessed and they're sharing that, um, that often blesses me as well. And I'll write that point down and, and try to meditate on that later in the day. Yeah. Yeah, that's neat. Yeah. And I think I think in the early church, like, you know, they talk about how in their worship gatherings, they would um, people would stand up and prophesy. Right. And that's that's what that is. It's it's sort of uh, the reading of the scripture and it hears what the Lord is saying. And, and as people, different people speak, that is God addressing you. Right. And so. Yeah, I know sometimes people can kind of glaze over during those times when people are <laughs> sharing because maybe they're just thinking about what they're going to share or something like that, right? <laughs> yeah. But but I think maybe we're missing out on an opportunity to really hear from God through what someone else is kind of receiving from the Lord that day. So, yeah, okay. Um, so can we then just talk, like, I'll, I'll just open it up to kind of, like, how how did you grow in this? Like, what are some things that you attempted personally to grow in either your knowledge, just your knowledge of God's word, so that you don't feel so, like kind of ashamed of your lack of knowledge, or kind of the discipline of actually uh, trying to read it regularly. Like, what are things that you, you tried, that things that were helpful uh, throughout your undergrad days? Yeah, for me, it was two things. Um, during my junior year, um, we as a group, we decided to memorize Second Timothy, and through that, I was introduced to BibleMemory.com. It used to be called ScriptureTyper.com. But oh, they changed the name. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know It's that. called BibleMemory.com no, no, now. But um, anyways, I, I still use that as a tool. And, and through that, I, I was like really inspired by, by how Second Timothy was really ministering to me and really challenging me um, after I memorized um, the four chapters. And uh, the, I, I, I found this list uh, from... I think it originates from a book, but it's called A uh, Hundred Verses Every Self-Respecting Christian Should Know. And <laughs> I really love that that title. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, 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 I really wanted to take like God's word seriously. So I, I made an effort to try to memorize those a hundred verses. And some of them aren't even verses. They're actually um, passages. But Man, I, I think that actually took took uh, my understanding of God's word to 
a next level where I I would often like just be thinking about something randomly and and like a verse that I memorized would just come to me and minister to me or address me in that moment because I, I was like filling my soul bank with these verses. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I think it, it, it did a lot of good to me. And the second thing I did um, was uh, this read the Bible in a year plan. And, uh, you know, I, I decided to do it right before bed. Not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> but like I, I, the most important thing was I was consistent with it and I did it. And I actually like a lot of the days I felt like, man, I, I don't really know what I'm getting through. I'm just like reading through this whole thing. Like, and I, I don't really know what I read, but actually like the brain is like a really amazing thing. And even if you're like reading through things really quickly, you pick up like one or two like small things. And over the course of, of all that time in a year, you actually kind of have a pretty good general sense of the whole arc of the Bible. And I think through that, that actually, that, that practice actually really helped me to start to get a, a deeper understanding of like, oh, what is the Bible saying mm. um, in, as a whole? And um, not just like these particular verses, um, even the 100 verses per se. Um, um, for me, I remember during COVID, um, well, technically this is not undergrad, but I really wanted to prioritize like reading God's word. And there was a time where I felt like stir crazy in my own house. So I would just go out into campus, the beautiful Berkeley campus. And every day I'll make that trek out there and I'll find like a new location and I'll settle down and I read. And there was actually like this app on your phone through, um, shoot, I'm blinking right now. It's Bible, Bible Project. Bible Project, thank you. Um, and it's really neat because Bible Project produces a lot of amazing videos. And so, like, if the text that you're, it, like, you, it, it has different plans. So I chose, like, a, a read a, the Bible in one year plan. And if you, and it has, like, if you press into the app, it actually even has a text there. So you just have to read the text all in one go. Um, and if they have a video that's relevant for the text that you're reading, they'll have that video um um, embedded in front. So I would be able to get the context of the text I'm about to read, and then I'll read the whole text, and then I'll also engage in time of prayer afterwards. And actually, it was a really, really fruitful time for me that period because, like, there was so many things going on. Like, there is the um, George Floyd um, whole incident, and I happened to also read um, through the Bible that helped address that. I was ministering to a student at that time who was going through a lot of rough times, and I was able to borrow the words that I exactly like just read like that day or the day before and to use that to minister to her. And so um, I think that actually ended up being a very precious time. And it was a time where I could say like, yeah, like I felt really connected to God. Mm. Yeah. Um, I guess during my undergrad, um, yeah, it first started out with um, prioritizing the devotion time. So my leader, DP at that time, uh, <laughs> would do like 7 a.m. Devo- I can't believe we somehow like all made Whoa, it. we did 7 a.m. DTs? Yeah, we did 7 a.m. Oh DT. My, that's earlier than our current staff DTs. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and yeah, I would, I would submit myself to like that type of structure so that I could get the accountability to, to go into um, like this time of a space to read God's word. And then also just prioritizing Bible studies and Sunday services as well. Um, allowing that to be the area to address me. Um, but then, like, as I graduated, um, 
I thought I had like learned a lot about the Bible until we took like this diagnostic quiz. I don't know which one Ben took or uh, if it's even similar to the one. Um, yeah, you. Uh, some of the students took uh, just recently during the spring break retreat. But when I was taking it, I thought I was like, oh, man, like I'm going to be like a, a member of our church. Like I, I must know like <laughs> a lot of Bibles. So then when I took it, I got like a pretty low score. I think like sub like 20 or 10 percent of the like whole entire exam. And that to me was like really shocking. It, it hurt my pride because I'm not used to seeing something uh, like of that. Yeah, it was it was pretty low. So that um, his, I, I just his felt, bioengineering exams were never that low. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah I, I just felt so convicted. I was like, wow, I call myself a Christian, but I don't even know much of the Bible. Uh, and so I yeah, I think that conviction really helped me to like uh, see that okay, what am I doing with my time right now? Um, it's summer. Um, I have a lot of free time. Uh, I could do it, like use it to like maybe like relax a bit more. But then I, I just felt on fire to like try to read at least the New Testament and try to memorize Second Timothy. Um, and so when I went through that experience, um, I was like super on like in the zone. Basically, I was like reading through the New Testament. I was like, oh my gosh, this is such good content. Like, why haven't I like read through all of this? <laughs> and I'm like going through. I'm like, oh, I'm done already. And so like I, I committed myself to like uh, going through. Like, okay. These are the the books that I really like. Like uh, I I really like the Book of Romans. Uh, and as I was reading through Romans eight, like I was just really struck by like uh, like what can separate us from the love of God. Like that whole entire portion. That I was like, oh, why don't I just try memorizing that? Because for me, like that that if I could like have this verse in my or like this chapter in my head, I feel like like the the nature of God and who He is would be constantly um, or. I would always be reminded by that. And so I, I commend myself to trying to memorize that as well. And then when I started to meditate on God's word, like daily, uh, try to uh, memorize all of this, then I started to see that like, whoa, actually all of Romans is really good to learn. Mm. Uh, and so that's when I got into this like habit of like trying to like learn like one verse a day, basically, and try to add on to that repertoire. Um, and then, yeah, also doing like a Bible, uh, like Bible in a year and just trying to just get as much domain knowledge and try to understand, like, as a Christian, like I should know my Bible. Like I, I call myself a Jesus follower. So then I should be able to know like what God is trying to say to me. And so like I got captivated by that whole entire like experience. And even now, like I, I still try to maintain like, um, yeah, uh, my, my form of like, I guess, like memory and, and recitation of God's word and trying to. Uh, yeah, keep that daily discipline because it's what keeps me like grounded and, and rooted. Mm. Yeah, um, that's kind of a good segue in terms of like, how, like what are some things that you're you guys are currently doing? Like, let's talk about. So, like, you've been like you know you've been Christian for a while, and you know there's different ways, and you've been trying to grow in this. But a mastery over God's word and learning to hear from God through through Scripture is a lifelong learning process right and so like what are ways in which maybe you're currently you currently or i guess what, what are things that you currently find difficult about this um like what are aspects of this that you're currently working on um is there anything that you're doing that um yeah that you'd be willing to share share about yeah i can go first um two things i was doing like um, ever since we started DT this year, and I think, I guess the theme is rather than like reading like a small section of the text, we're reading chapters. Um, so I actually had this blank like journaling Bible that I started using when we started doing this. And 
I would make sure to highlight like key phrases or things that stood out to me. And then on the side is like where I write like my reflection or different observations I have. And I think it was just like, because it was a clean slate, like being able to see that as like time goes on, like this is April now, like actually a good portions of the books are like filled and colored. Mm. And um, that's like one, like the act of like, because before that I've transitioned to iPads and like just writing it on digitally. But I think like the actual act of like using like a pen and a highlighter again, um, and because it's a beautiful journal Bible, mm. like I really treat it seriously. Like mm. I think it helps me with my posture of like, oh, I want I want to like make this page beautiful. So I write neatly and like I like actually like even read commentary every single day as well because I want to make sure like I fully understand this text mm. whatever I'm writing down. Um, so that's one thing I do. The second thing is, um, well, me and Ben in the beginning of this year, we're like, we should have a new year resolution. So it's a little bit ambitious, but we're like, let's memorize 23 chapters of the Bible for 2023. Mm. Um I think we're a little bit behind schedule, but so far we have <laughs> Romans 6, 8, 12, Philippians 2, and 3 down. And then, well, now uh, well Ben now wants to go into Matthew 5, so um, oh, that's the that's next nice. part we're doing. So I guess currently, right now, um, the way I'm trying to grow is actually try to reread the Bible once again. Um, I, when it comes to like uh, reading it the first time, I think most of it was... Um, just domain knowledge, basically, just like, okay, what's in like Esther, what's in Ruth, like all these like books. Um, but as I'm going through it again, um, I'm trying to like actually gain some sort of like new insight. Um, I also have a journaling Bible, so um, I'm using like different like highlighter pens to like kind of uh, highlight just different things that like struck out to me. So like green is like a verse I want to commit to memory. Uh, red is something Jesus said. Yellow is just a thing that like I thought was pretty like awesome to, to read. Uh, and so, um, yeah, I also try to keep it neat in terms of like what I write, although I write a lot less because I'm like, if I write this and then it's like the wrong insight, like I'm not even sure if I should have written that. But um, yeah, it's still like I still try to like write something if it, like I, I really felt um, impacted by that. Uh, and then another thing that I've been trying, um, haven't been like too on top of it, though, uh, as well, but i um, trying to go through Proverbs um, and just like trying to memorize that um, because like Proverbs to me, like. It, it is the book of wisdom. It's like, uh, yeah, it just has so many things about life that is so worth knowing um, that like by just committing it to, to memory, I find it very helpful as well um, as I as I do Christian life. So, yeah, those are the things I've been doing lately. Mm. Yeah, for me, um, definitely, I think um, just the thing that Amy was talking about, uh, I actually came up with the idea of 12 12 chapters uh, for the 12 months of the year. But then she, she being Amy, she really wanted to be ambitious and <laughs> increased it to <laughs> type three. <laughs> <laughs> for 2023. Uh, and uh, yeah, that, that's been um, pretty good as, uh, yeah, as I just went through like Romans 8 and Romans 6. And I think through that experience, I was just able to kind of like, see all the ways in which I don't think in that kind of way. And um, there's so many ways in which I, I still don't really fully believe in God's redemption in my own life. And um, I think those verses really minister to me and um, just my own shame of my own sin. So I, I, I see that uh, just doing 
a lot of uh, good work in my own soul, it being really good. Um, and I think besides that, another thing that I've been uh, trying to do is just simply reading. Um, and I'm just going through the Gospels. And because I think one thing that I've been really inspired to do is just to abide in Jesus's words, especially in the person of Jesus, and to try to get to know Jesus so well, it's almost as if he was like um, a friend in my own home. And I can like just recite like the things that he says um, to to his followers and to the people he talks to. So um, just making that kind of personal in my own life. Mm. Yeah, one thing I've been trying to do uh, recently is um, I've been reading through the NLT actually. Um, I've actually never, yeah, I haven't really used the NLT before. So NLT is, uh, for people who don't know, is the, um, what is it? New, new Living Translation. Yeah, New Living Translation, right? Yeah, New Living Translation. And it, it's it's um, it's a lot more thought for thought kind of um, uh, translation. It's not as uh, word for word as the ESV is. Um, but, uh, and it tries to really uh, make it readable and, and, and kind of translate things into uh, a way that's uh, more understandable in, the, you know, kind of in our modern English uh, no communication. So, so I've been using that to read through the old Testament again. And so that's been kind of neat. Um, I'm used to the ESV wording of things, but I'm kind of seeing a sort of almost like a, like a summarized version of it. Like it, it's kind of nice. The narrative goes kind of faster and you can kind of pick up things in the narrative that before, like I'd be kind of distracted by the, the wording or, or something like that. But here I can just really focus on what the narrative is actually saying. So, um, yeah, that's been something I've been trying to do which I think has been really helpful. So yeah, I, I think I think the, the point here being that um, uh, I think it's important to just try something, to try something. Like I think we're giving, I'm asking you know all of you to share this, not so that people feel like overwhelmed, like, oh my gosh, like they're trying so many things. Like, I mean, no, just, just like, if there's one thing that you're trying to do to try to grow in your knowledge of God's word, then I think that's really good. So um, I just encourage people who are hearing this to, yeah, just kind of figure out what that one area of growth uh, can be for them. Um, so I wanted to kind of change topics a little bit here. Okay, so so far we've been talking about knowledge of God's word as well as uh, the, the spiritual discipline of kind of daily devotion. But um, I, I want to talk a little bit about like obedience, right? Obedience to God's word, right? Um, you know, like we talk about how in Matthew 7, like at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, how Jesus ends that is, you know, th there's the guy who builds his foundation on on, on sand and then a guy who builds his foundation on firm foundation. And what's the, what's the difference, right? It's they, they both hear God's word, but then one does it or like one obeys, one does the word and the other doesn't do the word. Right. So, um, so can we talk about that a little bit? Like, what does that mean? Okay. So we're supposed to live out God's word, right? But what does that mean? Like how, how does that play out for people? Um, I guess one very vivid um, memory that I have of like actually trying to wrestle with God's word and like how uh, and obeying it uh, was during my senior year um, when at that time I was like focused a lot on climbing like that to me was like a source of significance that I had for the longest time and I, I didn't and really you're like, talking about climbing literally not yeah, like climbing the corporate climbing. ladder yeah yeah rock climbing like, <laughs> like um, literally climbing yeah, you're going on, on a, a rock <laughs> like that type of climbing yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so that to me like 
I didn't like really think too much about it, but I realized that it was taking a huge pull on my heart. Like a lot of my joys, a lot of my like uh, sorrows and, and disappointments would come from like whether I did well in climbing or not. Um, and to me, actually, part of my vision that I had after graduating was um, actually choosing where I live based on whether I could climb or not. Um, and then there was this moment, though, however, when we were going through uh, a passage of the Bible um, during our senior retreat um, that talked about King Solomon uh, and how King Solomon, he was such a wise king. He, he was favored by God. Um, but then there was this one warning to King Solomon that said, um, and you shall not marry uh, many foreign women. Um, and then, yeah, he disobeys. He, he marries many for, foreign women. And what ends up happening is that he starts to end up worshiping their idols as well. And, and I saw how that progression of life, like God, um, when he says, like, you cannot, like, serve two masters, either you'll hate the one or love the other, or love the one and hate the other, like, it, it's so true. Like, like that moment, I felt that tension. It's like, uh, if I'm going to make a decision of how I'm going to live my life based on climbing, then, yeah, whatever, like, God's, to, uh, like, pull on my life, like, he, he calls me to, like, be, like, uh, a disciple. He calls me to make disciples of all nations. Like, if that's something that's it's going to be attention with climbing itself and that to me like obedience at that moment at least for me personally was recognizing that like maybe i need to really address this area and so what it took for me was actually um confession like like recognizing like and admitting to others like hey like this is an area that like i feel like is pulling my heart and i want to obey god first uh, to make him Lord over my life. And so what I did was kind of extreme. I, I mean, I, this is probably not like most people's responses, but for me, at least I needed to do, uh, which was actually to get rid of all my climbing stuff because uh, that to me, I knew reminded me of my past and like the way that it had that grip on my heart. And so that was my way of like putting God first and allowing him to be like Lord over all areas of my life. Hmm. So, so uh, obedience for you in, in that situation was uh, kind of drastic because it involved, you know, an kind of an idol that you were identifying inside of yourself. And so to take the word of God seriously, which caused you to flee that idolatry, mm -hmm. you literally like threw away your like climbing gear and your yeah. shoes and things like that. And so, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So that's one way that um, I guess obedience could play out. But I guess well, as I'm hearing that, what I'm thinking is, well, things like that don't come around every day, right? I mean, if we're doing, we can't do like drastic things like that every day, right? And so, I mean, so that's, I think those things are important and they're seasonal. And um, as, as God brings those things into our lives, I think we have to be willing to do even drastic acts of obedience like that. So now what would, what is living out Christian life or like what is obeying God's word look like? Is there like, I don't know, like on maybe more of a day-to-day -day basis? Like uh, what, are, what are other thoughts that come to mind about this? Um, I think for me, it just looks like, I mean, like the Bible is very clear that um, you can't serve two masters, like Nicholas said, and there's different idols in our hearts. And I think um, it like in a day-to-day, -day, it looks like surrendering um, like those different idols. And it could be something like, the idol of comfort or the idol of like wanting to have the last say. So like, I think one area, for instance, like when I was an undergrad was that I would get into a lot of verbal fights with my mom and like, I would call her very frequently and like, she'd just say something and it would tick me off. And then I would just have to, you know, get that last, like, 
at the last word. Yeah, like, you know, like, I just have to get back somehow. Mm. And I think obedience for me means, like, I have that opportunity to say something nasty, but deciding to hold my tongue because of, like, the word talking so much about, like, how mighty the tongue is and yet how evil and how much, like, wickedness can come from it. And so um, for me, it was just, like, literally like obeying it and also like trying to honor my father and mother, you know, at the same time by showing them respect in that way. Mm. Yeah. So, so, you know, I I think since we're talking about like DT and, you know, you know, devotion times and things like that, or, you know, hearing from God's word. So like this, so obedience is not necessarily like, Oh, I did my DT today and I have something to do as a result of it. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, right. Because that's not, you don't, you guys don't have that on a daily basis, right? There's like, mm-hmm. oh, so here's something in the, the word of God that I, I need to like immediately change right now about my life, mm-hmm. right? I mean, there's definitely days like that, but that's not every day, right? So then if we had to capture maybe obedience at a higher level, I, th- I think what I'd say about it is it's sort of, li- it's, it's living, um, it's living consistently with everything that God teaches in scripture, right? And w- which is why it's so important that we have the knowledge, right? Like, if we don't know what God says, then we can't live it, right? And my my goal in my life when it comes to knowledge of God's word is so that I can become someone who can think God's word. Like the way that I just think, the way that I speak, it's infused with the word of God because it's such, so much a part of who I am. And I don't think I'm there yet, but that's that's sort of the goal, right? And, um, and so then if like the example, Amy, that you gave like, you know, with your mom or something like that where something's happening, like as you're kind of going against God's heart, you would know in the moment that you are because that God's word is already infused in your heart, right? And then in the moments where, you know, we kind of forget because we also forget a lot uh, that, you know, these things that we're doing are unloving or whatever it is, you know, but if we're aware of kind of the tensions that are building up in our heart or kind of the relational conflicts that we're having and the selfishness that we're living out, and then, and then we go to God's word every day, there's more chance for something in God's word to suddenly address that part of our lives. And the, and the Holy Spirit's going to actually use the scripture that you just read to convict you of something in your heart. Right. And then, and then there you have a chance to repent again. Right. And to bring yourself to obey, to obey into obedience of, of like how God would want you to live your life. So, yeah, I just wanted to kind of address that because I think um, like, I mean, obedience is the goal. I think, right? right. Like uh, living a, a Christ-like life is the goal. And I think, yeah, that's that's really, really difficult, you know, when it comes down to it. So, um, all right, just to end then, um, how about we just share what our favorite book of the Bible is and why? Like either favorite or like a book the Bi- book of the Bible that's been like really significant for you, right? And, uh, and we'll use that to wrap up here. Yeah, um, my favorite book of the Bible, oh, actually book and chapter is Hebrews 11. Um, and it's a chapter all about faith, like all these faithful people. Um, and there's this one verse like that says, these all died in faith, um, not having received the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar. Like there, there's all these people who have given so much for Jesus and sometimes they don't receive anything uh, in the end. Uh, but the, the Bible or that, that book, uh, the author, he's like, no, but this is like amazing faith. Like this is awesome. Like they receive something even greater. Uh, like God has prepared for them a city. 
uh, even better than what they have on this earth. And like, I, that's something I hold on to um, as well. Like whenever things are going rough um, in, in the Christian life, like knowing that if I am faithful to God, God has prepared for me a city. Um, and, and yeah, there's this promise that happens as a result. And so, yeah, it, it's a pretty good uh, book or chapter totally worth uh, reading. All right, now that Nicholas said a chapter, now you you have to choose a chapter two. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) I think a a portion of the Bible that was very significant for me was probably Matthew 7. And it's that picture of God in the end saying to people who who look like they're his servants, but he says, um, and and they're saying to, to Jesus, like, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And to them, Jesus says, um, depart from me, you workers of lawlessness, for I never knew you. And I, I think that that verse, um, when I read that as a freshman, that was the first time I felt something akin to like a fear of God and also um, like a, de- a, a really strong desire that I really wanted to know Jesus. Mm. And I, I really didn't want to know Jesus at just a theoretical level, but personally. Mm. And um, that that one chapter, I think, has been a lot of my guiding light to the rest of my life. Mm. Man, if I share my favorite chapter and book, you know the password to all my... <laughs> Uh, all my logins, but... Uh, um. Well, you didn't have to tell us that. <laughs> now I'm going to try it. There's not many books. Um, but 2 Corinthians 4, I love um, the verse on, like, now we have this treasure um, um, as jars of clay, and to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. And just re- that, I think that imagery of, like, we have this treasure now that's stored inside of us, and but we're like these broken vessels because we're all sinners. And yet, despite all of that, like the treasure can still shine through us and, and, and we can be that light to the rest of the world. And just showing that once again, it's like not me and my competency that like um, that like I get to share, have the privilege to share this news with anyone else. But it's because of God and his awesomeness and his faithfulness. And so I think that just always rightfully puts me in like my my the right place and how to relate to God. Hmm. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. I was, I was struggling to choose one, but I think I'll go with Matthew six. Yeah. Matthew six, um, Matthew six twenty seven had, had been a, like a key verse for me, like early in my life, right. Where it says, um, who of you by worrying can add a single hour to his life. And cause I, I'm, I'm someone who worries a lot and, and I'm very anxious. And, and then, you know, there's that whole section about laying up treasures in heaven first and just allowing, and God to provide the rest. And so, yeah, seeking first God's kingdom. I think that's that's been the the thing that I've had to come back to again and again throughout my life. So Matthew 6 is a, a, a precious chapter for me. Well, that's it, I think. Thank you all for uh, coming in today. Thank you. All right. All right, so hopefully that was helpful for you. We'll uh, keep making uh, these episodes on the basics the basics of spiritual discipline of, of christian life and uh, hoping that it's helpful for all of our listeners all right so um with that hope you feel motivated to go and read god's word see ya <laughs>